Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Round 4, 2018 is done and dusted, and on to round 5 already. I've got myself, Nick, here, and on the other end of line, we've got Wenin, who, mate, I know you've been hanging and waiting to, for this podcast, haven't you? Because you've had a pretty good week in round 4. I'm humble, mate. Sit down. Be humble. I'm humble. <laughs> you are so not. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm turning into a leaf, mate. I'm humble. <laughs> no, it's good. Good to be in the uh, top 500 uh, after the first four rounds. Had a had a very good round last week, um, scoring 1,250-odd when everyone else seemed to struggle, um, particularly a few of the regular contributors to the website. Um, how did you go, mate? Mate, I'm just under 1,000, 996. So my rank has not moved more than 200 spots in the last three weeks. I'm basically consistently just in the top 6,000. So very, very stable, mate. And <laughs> the fact that you're humble, that makes me laugh. We should reduce some of, we should, um, sorry, release some of those WhatsApp messages for public consumption. Well, I'm just full of insight and knowledge and just, you know, <laughs> general good banter. That's about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, people would have um, probably been wondering where Joe Fitz is. He hasn't been on the podcast this year, but um, we did cop a little bit of grief that uh, I guess he wasn't really performing. And uh, so we did, we made a tough decision, Nick and I, and we sent him back to the resis, aka back to writing uh, on the website. Uh, and when he, you know, somehow gets his ranking back, um, you know, out of 50,000th or wherever he is right now, that we might welcome him back in the first grade. Yeah, potentially. He's having a very rough year. The Fitz household as a whole is having a very rough year. I can't even find him in our league here. Oh, yeah, here he is. He's third last in the league, total points, just to keep everyone updated. Old Fitz is in 21,000th. And his wife, Mel, who is a much better supercoach player than him to begin with, is in 33,000th. So so she she won our league last year as well, so... Don't know what's happening there. There must be, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but there, I'm sure there's a fair bit of household rivalry, so they'll be okay. Yep, yep, they'll come good. They'll come good. All right, big show tonight, as always. Lots of injuries this week, team news, and plenty of trades to talk about. So we'll get right into it, mate. Um, I'll just run us through some of the injuries first up. Obviously, we've got Tommy Turbo uh, injured his ankle, named on an extended bench this week. You'd probably have to say unlikely to get the nod. Uh, Tolman's done his ankle. He's out for eight weeks. Still no sign of Richie Kenner with that hamstring injury. Fanukin's out for a month with a thumb. Jordan McLean's out for three months or potentially the season with a Lisfranc injury in the foot. 
three ACLs, which is horrible to see with Moga, Sirenin, and Tanganoa, all ACLs. That's the fourth ACL for Moga, unfortunately. They'll all be out for the season. And then a couple of suspensions with Sam Burgess and Will Chambers, both missing the next two weeks. So, mate, the, uh, the carnage has started early this year, hasn't it? It has, and I've been burning a lot of trades so far. Um, so if it, this is a sign of things to come, then I, I'm probably going to be in a bit of trouble. But um, it was pretty conservative with trades last year and not going to do that this time around. So, mate, go, go hard or go home is what I say. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, you know, um, with less buy planning required this year, you're just going to have to go hard early. I should have stuck with my gut last week. I had Maloney sitting in my team, had him sitting there all week, uh, should have gone with my gut, changed my mind on the Thursday afternoon and changed it to Milford, whacked the C on Milford, and then it's just downhill. Horrible. There. Yeah, they're the decisions that make or break a season, isn't it? I think um, looking back two weeks ago when I traded in, uh, Widop over Cleary, that was a 50-50 call for me. I was very, very close. The reason why I went with Widop in the end was just their upcoming, um, you know, draw. And and we've seen what happened there where, where Widop went huge and then Cleary went, went down with the major injury. So I know that for the past few seasons I've got that 50-50 call um, wrong, but this year thankfully have got it right. And you can just see the difference that it makes. So there's a lot of luck in this game. Yeah, mate, I knew you had a lot of, a lot of luck, or a little bit of luck at least with Widop. I mean, that was a very good selection. I'll give you that. Um, but I knew you had a bit of luck when Turbo Captain, again, fair selection, but then playing Sammy, a bit of luck there. But then I knew it was all going your way when I looked at the Tigers game and I saw Rock like 10 minutes into the game, Rocco had scored a try. Mate, there was zero luck there. I'll, give, I'll tell you why. And the reasons is that I had no one on the bench other than Sammy, so he had to play. So okay. it wasn't even a decision. And then the same with Rocco. It's either him or Bryce Cartwright. So, again, no luck, mate. Just, um, well, that, that is luck, though, because you had no luck. two worst players, just luck that they went off. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I probably wouldn't have played Cartwright um, regardless, but yeah. mate, I, I, can, I can feel your jealousy here. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. <laughs> All right, just, should we, um, should we smash through the teams, mate, and then get stuck into trades, which is probably what majority of the people um, want to talk about? Let, let's start with the, the Raiders at the top. So huge news there with um, Origin Star Papali dropped. Uh, a few other things uh, happening, but that, that's big news. So that'll probably have, you know, be a one- or two-week thing you'd expect. Uh, for the Bulldogs, you got Mbai back, who he was a, you know, suffered a big head clash last week, but... Uh, has been cleared of concussion and come in. We've already spoken about Tolman uh, and then uh, Elliot, who um, hasn't been on the, in the starting side, comes into the, the side at lock. Um, for the Sharks, you've got Dugan and Moylan returning, but probably not too much from a super coach perspective. There, I mean, the, the Sharks generally, made are, are probably relatively super coach irrelevant at the moment. Um uh, you know, Gallon just is not performing, and they've got Fafita. But apart from that, it's it's um, they're almost a stay away side. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, hopefully Katoa's only a couple of weeks away. But yeah, you know, Fafita's sort of plodding along. Gallon seems done. Um, yeah, not much else doing there, is there? No, and, and Wacko did uh, tweet out tonight that uh, Katoa has returned to training, had non-contact non-contact vest on, and will hopefully return from broken jaw in coming weeks. So. I'm just going to hold him and uh, and also Lomax, I think, and just hopefully they will, uh, you know, get a, a Guernsey over the coming, you know, month or so. Um, 
yeah, and then look, likely trade out someone like a Kenner uh, for one of the, the cheap uh, center wings coming through. Yeah, I'm a little bit torn on Kenner. I'm all, I'm thinking about moving him this week to Crichton just to get some cash because I have just I have no way of generating any cash with all my spuds. Like I've got 17 players this week. Uh, I um, you know maybe 18 if you count Cartwright and Nichols 19 if you count those two. But really 17 options. So I've just got spuds galore and I need to generate some cash to get some upgrades. And Kenner's really my only man at the moment. Negative 21 BE, so you're going a bit early there, but I can understand. I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but I'm probably going to sell one of my underperforming guns or maybe even two this week to generate cash. Just, I mean, the same issue with you. You don't have much going on um, with a lot of the players. I've got uh, Nichols, Katoa, and also Lomax. Fortunately, I do have Rocco and a couple of the other boys generating a bit of dollars now. But, um, yeah, a couple of my guns will probably make way before uh, the likes of Sammy and Kenner, who have a few more price rises ahead. Um, moving on to the next game, mate. So we've got Roosters. They're unchanged. Dragons, really not ha- anything happening there. For the Bunnies, quite a bit. So do you just want to talk through the Bunnies changes because um, that's probably a relative or pretty pretty relevant uh, super coach thing to discuss. Yeah, definitely. So Reynolds is back, which means he's onto the bench. But more relevant in the outside backs, no Richie Kenner still. So Heimel Hunt's coming in at centre, is sliding into centre this week with Gagai on the wing. So... There's a couple of trains of thought here. Um, first train of thought is that uh, Hunt's horrible on the wing. They need to do something to improve that position, which means that Kenner has great job security because he'll just slide back in. Um, other train of thought is that uh, Heimel Hunt's been going okay and he may stay in the side, which which might push Kenner's job security, uh, you know, make that a bit worse. So that's it's really interesting on Kenner in particular with those changes there. Yeah, as I said, I'll probably just hold him for now. But, yeah, your points are quite valid, but we'll just wait and see. Um, moving from the Tigers to unchanged with Lola here, coming in as fullback. He did that last week in the Storm. Um, quite a few things here as well. So Tonema Pia comes in for the suspended chambers. Kenny Bromwich replaces uh, Panukin at lock. Brandon Smith as named on the bench. Um, while some people might think that that suggests that Cameron Smith could play reduced minutes, uh, Smith did line up on the bench a couple of weeks ago and it didn't impact anything. And then Felice Gafusi is named in the extended bench. So for those that are looking to bring in a Joe Simpson or something, it's probably worthwhile taking note of that and not doing that. Your boys, the Warriors, what's going on? Mate, Warriors are on fire. Grand final. Warriors they versus are, Dragons. They are, Lock they, it are in. Fly, they are flying, mate. We are, I remember we had a podcast with uh, Jared Condon from Reading the Play at the start, and he tipped the Warriors as being a value pick for the Wooden Spoon, and they just absolutely flying to do to see what they did without SJ um, on the weekend with a rookie half in. There was calls um, to not let SJ come back. Is that something that you'd, you'd agree <laughs> with, or did you just he just has to be named straight away? Yeah, no, I think he has to be named, but it was very good. Very good to watch on the weekend. Uh, so this is a double header in New Zealand for anyone who doesn't know. Tigers and Storm is the first game, followed by Warriors and Cowboys. Uh, like you said, SJ's back. Mannering is back in for his debut game of the season. And Soggy Sayo is out of the side. For the Cowboys, we said that McLean is injured. So Bolton's in at prop. Lachlan Coote is still on an extended bench hanging around there. Uh, the third game Saturday night should be an interesting game. It's a dollar ninety each way at the moment. Knights and the Broncos. 
Moog is out, so Ross Dog slides into centre, and old Ken Co is back on the wing. For the Broncos, Pangai Jr. named on an extended bench. Be very interesting to see if he comes into the side. Probably still a week away, potentially, uh, but at least, you know, he's sniffing around, so it's good signs, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. He'd be a much uh, welcomed commodity if he comes back with uh, a lot of us quite short, given the injuries. Um, and then the Titans-Eagles game, uh, that's actually in Gladstone, I think, this week. So despite it being a home game for the Titans with Commonwealth games going on, they're playing all around the place at the moment. Um, Titans are unchanged, which is you know not really uh, a surprise. The Seagulls have made a raft of changes, changes um, some forced as well, um, with injury to injuries. You've got Dylan Walker returning, Parker named to the wing, uh, Wright named at fullback, Tavovic is out, um, we think, for one to two weeks, although he's been named an extended bench, Herbie. You know, I think highly unlikely that he would play. Um, Winterstein comes in to replace Surinan, and Guskowski is uh, is named to the bench for the injured Tanganoa. So um, a few um, points of note there, particularly Trevojevic, but anyone else there take your fancy? Oh, that Guskowski, he was a decent player last year. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was at the Rabbitohs. Uh, so he could be he could be one to watch if he could get Tanganoa's minutes. Um you know, doesn't look like Lusick is coming back anytime soon. And we know Tangano is obviously done for the year. So, yeah, potentially one to watch there, a cheapie, maybe. Yeah, but not yeah sure. so, so he was at the Rabbitohs last year, just played the one game um, for 27 points and 27 minutes. The year before that, he played five games. It's uh, averaged, again, very poor, 19 points per game uh, for, I think, 0.5 points per minute. But... A few of those games are spent in the back. So um, definitely a play to watch and comes in very cheaply. So, um, you know, if we've probably got the likes of a Cartwright, Nichols, those kind of guys floating around or even a Sow in your, um, you know, we need to get rid of them. Potentially he comes through and, you know, we can we can look at, you know, using him as a bit of a downgrade target or even uh, in the case of Nichols, maybe sideways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's it's... You know, if you've got Cartwright in your back row, there's quite a few decent options there. If you're like me and you've got Cartwright in your halves, there's literally nothing you can do with him at the moment. And, you know, unless you've got bulk cash to go up to one of these keepers, there's from a cheapy mid-range perspective, I don't really think there's a lot doing in the halves. Yep, no, I agree. And, I mean, we can talk about Cartwright... Um... Maybe this is, a, we'll get onto him a little bit later, but um, yeah, he's uh, a player that I'm probably like you, unfortunately, unable to move on, but there's reasons for that. So we'll talk about that in our next part about trades, but let's finish off the teams and uh, discuss the Eels and the Panthers. So the Eels have got Kenny Edwards starting in the back row and Moreau named on the bench. Um, who knows what's going on with the Eels? They look like a complete disaster at the moment. And um, a super coach, uh, if they're playing, sides are playing then it's, you know, it's looking pretty good because they're conceding a lot of points. And then the Panthers, who um, were fantastic in North Queensland last week, Merrin named a prop. He hasn't been getting any minutes of late. And then Yao and Kakao um, named in the second row. Kakao playing the full 80 minutes last week. But um, you got James Fisher-Harris named at lock, which is quite interesting. I think he played 65 minutes there next week and has won one of the more popular trade-in targets. And, and I think, mate, that that could be a nice little segue for us to discuss trades or should we just take a quick little break and then jump into it yep quick break first to hear from our sponsors and then we'll go straight into it i think 
All right, so let's start with the most sold, you know, or let's start with the sell portion of trades this week. Um, look, let's just go, let's go from the top with Cartwright. Played one minute, scored three points. Every podcast out there is talking about him. Every website's talking about him. Um, I think if you can, just in my opinion, if you can easily move him on, if you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, if you've got him in second row and you can move him on for someone cheap or a mid-pricer, I'd do it. But I wouldn't, you know, screw around too much with your team just for the sake of getting rid of him. You can, you can just sit him there. He's, he might not make his BE, but he's not going to lose a heap of cash, I don't think. Yeah, so he's got a BE of 45 around that um, price, 277. So, yeah, um, what do we do, mate? He's um, played 52, 80 minutes, 80 minutes in the one minute. Only came on really because I think of a um, an injury and, and, you know, otherwise we wouldn't have copped that three points. It could have been, um, you know, a much better situation for us. But he definitely looks to be on the outer after just four games. And given how well the Titans performed last week with Arrow, uh, at Locke and Matthews uh, on the edge, then you would think that they won't change the structure of the side too much. However, potentially this is the wake-up call that he needs, and I can see him playing on the edge. It just depends. But I'm like you. I don't – even if, if I do the one trade that I definitely want to do this week, um, then I won't have enough value to get him or enough money to get him to anywhere else. I'm just short of the Cartwright to Arrow trade, so I need to – um, probably, you know, look in a different direction. But he's one of three trade outs I'm looking at this week. But with only two trades, he's probably, um, yeah, second for mine. Yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, the Cardi party's not happening this year. But, yeah, I think it's he's, it's not the end of the world if you just sit him there. Uh, Burgess is out for a couple of weeks. Uh, people are selling him. I wouldn't be. I'd just be holding him and trying to cover him with with uh, one of the mid-prices that you've probably undoubtedly got in your side already. Connor Watson, Tanganoa, Jordan McLean, all these injuries, they've all got to go. Trent Merrin, uh, let's talk him and Fisher-Harris uh, together. So like you said, Merrin's moved into prop. His minutes have dropped off. The first couple of games, again, the signs were there. He wasn't playing big minutes, but he was scoring very well still. Um, it's it's not good signs for him. I flicked him last week, and I think that, yeah, I think Merrin's got to go. Yeah, I, I, you made a very good decision doing that. And if you look at how he scored well, I mean, firstly, let's look at his minutes. So 50 minutes in, in week one, 57 in week two, when I was really, really hot, um, and, then 50, and then 42 minutes in 40 minutes. So that's really, really worrying signs. So stepping back to round one, Two. He did score a try and had 20 uh, points from evading. So you take that out, his base is only 48. Um, round one is where he really produced something like what we thought he would during the preseason with base of 56. But you know, since then, it's been really poor, and he's definitely not performing at a premium level. So I'm going to be trading him this week while his value value is still um, you know okay at, at 530. I think he started the season. I'm just going to look at his starting price now. He started the year at... He's actually um, up, up 18K. Yeah, so I'm going to trade him now um, while his value is still sitting there because with the break-even of ADA, that's going to come down. And I'll be looking to move him on to Arrow, who um, looks like he could be ready for a massive breakout season. Um, so, yeah, so my advice would be probably to move on Merrin. And, um, you know, you got somebody like the, the likes of James Fisher-Harris, who was 
um, you know, promised a lot over the past couple of years uh, and has suddenly this, this year just been getting the minutes. So um, just looking at what he's produced so far, I mean, he's got minutes of 59 in round one, 66 last week, and then minutes just under um, 50 in, in, two, in rounds two and three. So it does look like he's getting a bit more of a crack at it. However, what I would say is that if you look at his stats from last week, um, you know, there were quite a few attacking stats in there. So, um, you know, his base was was 57, but he did have, I think, a line break and uh, a try assist thrown in there, or line break assist and a try, try assist. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not 100% sold that he's the the, uh, the solution as well because he only scored 48, 23, and 42 before that. So, um yeah, what about you? you is James Fisher-Harris somebody that you, you'd be leaning to? I mean, he is priced at 320K, negative break-even of 21. Uh, or are you looking, would you be looking elsewhere? Um, I'd probably be looking elsewhere. I'd like, I like the likes of Arrow, Cam Murray, um, you know, those sort of guys a bit better than Fisher-Harris. Uh, on Sanger's pod today, you know, they were making the point that the Panthers always change their team lists anyway an hour before the game, so you don't know how they go into line-up, potentially. You know, he could be back at prop, and, and Merrin could be back at lock for all we know. So, uh, de- decent option with a low BE, going to make you good money over the next couple of weeks, uh, but not a keeper, so you're going to have to trade him out in two or three weeks' time. Uh, so it's it's just going to cost you trades, but he could be a decent stepping stone to a fallen keeper. Yeah, I mean, he had um, 0.8 points per minute in round one uh, when he played 59 minutes for 48 points. So is that really what he's going to produce, or is he going to produce what he did last week, which is the 1.23 points per minute with the, you know, the assist and some attacking stats in there? So... I agree with everything you've said. I'll, I'll probably be staying away from him um, for those reasons. Yeah, agreed. Mate, so conversely, we're, we're punting Merrin. What are we doing with JT and Cam Smith? I think they're a little bit different personally because they both play 80 minutes. Um, just as just as they are proven, Merrin's proven himself over the years as well. But I think it's just the involvement of JT and Cam Smith in the game for the full 80 minutes for mine means that they're both holds. Yeah, I'm going to be trading first and um, out of my side at this stage, Nick. He um, has really looked very much under, um, you know, that that superstar that he has been in, in prior years. Um, he produced 110 points in round two. Um, he, he had a fantastic game against the Broncos. I think I was there and, you know, he looked – and he actually should have had even more than that because there was that um, – mm. you remember the uh, – where they, they ran into the um, – to the pole there, they couldn't couldn't score. So um, the goalpost. So um, if he that was a try assist and a line break assist, if he does that, so he goes up to 140. But outside of that, it's 54, 42, and 20 points. So his price is going to start to crumble. Break even at 115. Up against very much in form um, Warriors this week, but then does play the Bulldogs, Gold Coast, and Canberra. Um, so they're all extremely winnable games, and he can you know produce big scores there, but. What I'm kind of hoping for and can potentially sense is that he's going to lose quite a bit of cash over the coming weeks. And, and his, if his form does pick up, then I've got no issues trading him back into my side um, at a discount for round 13. Yeah, so his price has obviously jumped up off the back of that 110, like you said, because his break-even this week is 115. So that ton falls out of his rolling average uh, and his price is going to drop. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold him for now, but... 
I can understand why, um, you know, why some people are looking to sell him. Mate, there's there's a lot of other guns here with high break evens. I'll just rattle off a couple of them, and then you can talk to some of the particular guys. Rapana, his break-even is 125. He's already dropped 80k this year. James Roberts' break-even is 107. Teddy's 100. Munster's 99. DCE's 97. Smithy's 92. RTS has gone up 120k, but he only had a 34 on the weekend, so his break-even is 92. DeBellin's 91. Billy Slater's 91. Milford and Talmalolo are 89. Michael Morgan's 86. There is a um, there is a lot of guns there with high break evens that are going to be that have already dropped in price and are looking to drop even further in the next few weeks, isn't there? There are. And let's start at the top with Jordan Rapana. So uh, he's just looking on the topmost traded out players, and he's not sitting out there at the moment, which is probably because he, you know, his ownership wasn't that fantastic or that high to, to start with, but. With games at home against, uh, just looking at it now, Bulldogs para, uh, and the next two weeks, I'm, I believe in Rapana. I think he's going to have a couple of big weeks there. So I'll be holding him. And, and you know, those over the couple of big scores gets his BE back to a, a level where he's just going to hold him price. So he's one that I'm definitely holding. And just stepping through Cameron Munster. So if I was an owner, I'd be, probably be trading him the, um, you know, at 5'8", this year just isn't really working for his super coach output. So he's a player that I'd be moving on. But, you know, he's already lost quite a bit of value at the moment um, already with 90K. Now, DCE is a player that I'm monitoring to trade in over the next couple of weeks. So um, obviously he's playing the round 13 buy. However, there's whispers around that he could be uh, one of the options to replace uh, Kronk and Thurston in the side uh, this year for Queensland, which would mean that he doesn't play in that buy round, so that's a bit of a bummer. But, you know, the the, the Seagulls do have games um, coming up against... got the Titans this week away, but then they play the Tigers at home, uh, Newcastle at home, and Broncos at home in uh, three out of the next five weeks. And, and at Brookvale this year, they've just been unbelievable. So he's definitely a player that I'm monitoring. Uh, working down then to Anthony Milford. So you brought him in last week. I know that Joe and Wilford... Um, started with him. I always thought that he was going to start the season off really slowly, um, given the Broncos' opening draw, which, whilst favourable, there was limited games at Suncorp. And you now he's dropped by ninety k already. And you know, cover and break even is going to see him. You know, of uh, of ninety is going to see him fall even further. So I don't know if if I started the season with Milford, I know that this early season slump was probably going to happen. So I would have to hold. Um, otherwise, I don't know why you would have brought him in in the first place. Mate, he was playing the Titans at Suncorp, and Widop just no, I mean, put 180 on them. Starting, starting the season, so not having a go at you, but just starting from <laughs> round one when you knew that that he had, I think, six of nine games away from Suncorp, and his average is 80 versus 50. Um, now is definitely like last week was the time to bring him in for sure. The game against Titans, and then if you're looking at their up, upcoming schedule, they've got Newcastle this week, but then they've got uh, the Storm. Bulldogs, Sydney, and Para um, at home over a five-week period. So um, they're going to score plenty of. He he'll produce plenty of points over that period. So um, can't. I don't disagree with the way you've brought him in. I probably wouldn't be trading him out either with that upcoming draw. No, no, I think you've just got to hold him. You've just got to stick with him and ride it out. I mean, there's nothing worse than having Milford as your captain. 
nothing worse because you're death riding him every every time he gets the ball you're death riding him and every time he just gets demolished by someone it's there's nothing worse yeah news today or reports of a push uh, particularly in the Curry mail to get him to yes. fullback would be fantastic um i remember picking him up when he was at the raiders um yeah. around halfway through the season he just went on an absolute blinder so um that would be great for his super coach output. I mean, the, one of the biggest issues for him is he doesn't kick goals, which is, you know, he loses those stats straight away. So he has to create from, from other places and just hasn't been able to do it this year. Um, Tamalolo, so he's obviously been down this week. He played 73 minutes on the weekend, but produced only 54 points. Now, with McLean going out, um, that's going to be interesting to see how what that does for his output because we know last year he produced... Brilliant uh, stats without, uh, obviously, McLean, because he was at the Storm, but without Scott. So with one of those two big guys going, it'll be, um, yeah, extremely interesting to see what Tamalolo does from here out. Yeah, he's one that I'm definitely monitoring. Break-even 89 this week. He, you know, he might be 100K cheaper than what he started. He might be down to 550, 560K or so, which is pretty good buying for him. So he's definitely one to, to add to your watch list, I think, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, particularly they play, and as you said, they, they play in the round thirteen by. So he's he's certainly a player to um, to be monitoring. Definitely. All right, let's jump on to some some buy options this week. Uh, obviously, you know we might talk about some further sells as we go through some of these, but some of the more popular options are this week. Obviously, your mate Sammy from the Titans. He's he's up one fifty k already, and people are still jumping on. Jai Arrow is very popular. I grabbed him a couple of weeks ago, uh, which has turned out quite well. Fisher yeah, well, well done for that, mate. That was a um, that was a huge movement, and, and you know one of the few good decisions you <laughs> produced this year. <laughs> uh, it's such a case of you know woulda, shoulda, coulda, super coaches, isn't it? It's, but I mean, you know, for every oh damn, I wish I had have done that. There's always a oh shit, I'm glad I didn't do that to offset it. So you you can't complain too much, really. So before we move on, just having a chat about Arrow. Um, so he's gone up in price by just a bit under 100k already. Uh, it break even now it's 19. Would you still be trading him in if you didn't have him already, um, given where he's priced at the moment? I think I would. I mean, 400k is from my quick maths. It's only about a 43 or a 44 average, I think. Um, so he's still, he's still got at least a hundred, 150 K in him, I think. So yes, I would still be bringing him in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even if you look at what he's produced so far, so his two big games, uh, round two and round four at 64 minutes and 58 minutes in both of those games, he had base stats over 60. Um, so that is just huge. So I am I'm definitely looking to bring him in. And as I said earlier, the, the Titans performed so well last week with him at lock. And he's just uh, at, offers a completely different dimension to the side than what Cartwright does because A, he can defend and he just takes ridiculous amounts of hit-ups as well. So I think that he maintains that position in the side and, and could potentially you know, be you know, in the top five um, second-row forwards come the end of the season. Well, top five, that's a big call. Top ten, if, maybe. If you have a look at what they're all doing at the moment, there's there's not really any standing yeah. out. You've got Toe Harris, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's rough. And sorry, and you've got Jake Tavoyevich and Toe Harris. Um, yeah. And the rest, you've got Gallon, you've got Burgess, you've got um, 
you got Nathan Brown, who was disappointing on the weekend. Merrin, who's falling. And Tomalolo, who's done, um, you know, not too much. And there's heaps of examples of their guys that just haven't been performing like they did last year. So, you know, who knows? Arrow could be the one that, you know, he's a base um, weapon. And if he does get the minutes, then he's going to produce the points. Yep, yep. No, fair enough. Fisher-Harris, we've spoken about. Uh, your boy Rocco got the try up to 350k now he's going along very nicely isn't he he is going along very nicely and um people are looking to bring him in this weekend i did question that um however when i did uh, some of the maths if he i think scores 40 points this week and next he goes up nearly 100k yeah she's so he'll be his 450k then and hopefully by then there's you know there's another rookie that's come along that you can either A, downgrade him to, or B, downgrade someone else to, and use that cash to upgrade Rocco. I mean, Rocco to Talmalolo in a hun- in two weeks could only cost you a hundred grand. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Mm, definitely. Maloney had a great game last week. Uh, should continue that for the next month or so. He's, I think he's still an option at 460k. Yeah, I am bringing him into my side this week. Um He's striking me a bit of a – he's definitely a risk, but I think it's an educated one. So without Cleary for one and a half games, he's produced 69, 113. He's taken full control of the Panthers. They've looked really good. Um, he's pushing massively for a New South Wales spot. So he's got everything to play for at the moment and has taken on the goal-kicking duties. Break-even negative 34, uh, you know, priced at 460. So – Still think that that's unders for what he's obviously unders for what he's been producing and um, a great negative break even at the moment. So yeah, I'm looking to downgrade Thurston to him. Um, the only issue that I've got is that he, I think he's only a five eight, so I need to play Croker uh, in my seventeen this week, which I look to rectify um, next uh, weekend. But yeah, be looking to make a, a bit of cash out of the Thurston to Maloney. Maloney going up in value and then. Uh, when Maloney, uh, you know, maxes out in value in the coming month or so, look to then trade him out for hopefully a player, um, you know, maybe like a DCE or something like that, who who will um, uh, who will be playing in the the buy. Yeah. Yep. Fair plan. Fair plan. I think uh, Fitella Mariners going along very nicely. He's quite popular. He's, you know, this sort of Arrow Murray Fitella Mariner Fisher Harris Rocco. They're all sort of around that same price. You need a you need a big a bit of a jump to get up to Hess, uh, but a lot of these guys are all sort of vying to become this year's mid ranger who makes the step to low end keeper, aren't they? Who who do you think out of Arrow, Murray, Fitella, Mariner, and Fisher Harris is going to be the one? We'd have to say that RFM has been the most consistent so far and, and his job security is probably the best out of all of them. Uh, playing 80 minutes, I think, every game this year. I think, however, the potential is with Jai Arrow, as I stated. Like, um, if he gets the minutes, he's a 60-60 beast. Um, and I think Cameron Murray has relied a bit on a bit more on attacking stats this year. We know that he scored that try um, just towards the end uh, last week and then has had line breaks and a few other attacking sets come his way that have boosted his scoring. So he he's, he, aver- he averages around about 55 base per game where Arrow's hitting over 60. So um, I think Arrow's got the most potential, but I think RFM uh, is probably the safest option. Okay. Uh, people are going early on George Jennings. Uh, not sure on his job security there at Parramatta with a couple of outside backs. 
Obviously, Hayne and French injured, so I probably wouldn't recommend going too early on him. People are still bringing in Kikau, who's been absolutely awesome the last couple of weeks. Christian Crichton from Penrith. Uh, I think he's only averaging about 20 or just over 20. Uh, it sort of shows how desperate people are for cheapies that there's just under 2,000 super coaches who are purchasing him. His base price, center wing only, does have decent job security probably for the next month or so until Walker Blake returns, but I won't be going on Crichton, I don't think. Oh, you've got DWZ, you could be back in two weeks, and that'll probably push Crichton out the side as well, mate. Okay. So um, he's got a break even of 11. That's just really? how poorly he's been going, priced at 165. So uh, I would actually rather um, hold on to two players such as Katoa and Lomax who aren't playing at the moment rather than, than using a trade on somebody like a, a Crichton, yeah. uh, particularly because I've got a Nichols, had a Latu, and now I've got a, a Cartwright in the side who are just – you know, aren't doing anything for me. I want to be using all my trades to be generating cash, and, and that's why this week I'm going to be looking to downgrade two underperforming guns to two guys that should increase my team value um, going forward. Yep, yep. Uh, Cam Murray we've spoken about, Tohu we've spoken about. What about Jeremy Marshall King and uh, from the Dogs and Hassan Masters from the Tigers? So Marshall King's had a couple of small price rises, but... He's still pretty cheap at 237k with a break-even of negative 5. Isan Masters from Wests, he's an absolute beast playing out there in the centres, just carving up with base stats and also attacking stats. I don't think he's actually scored a try yet this season, but he's a try-assist, line-break-assist machine. Um, any interest in either of those two guys? Yeah, well, I brought um, Marshall last week um, just as a bit of a downgrade option. Uh, to ge- again generate some cash, uh, I think for Moses down to, uh, sorry, I, don't, I actually can't remember who I traded. I think it was a um, used a, a dual position player to to get Marshall King into my side. Um, yeah, he's nothing special, mate. But uh, you pointed out earlier at the start of the show that there's really not nothing doing, and and if Croker is our best rookie and and he's almost maxed out in value at 230 k, then you know Marshall King. Needs to be considered. His job security looks pretty good. The the dragon, the dogs have performed reasonably well with with him in the side. So um, he still does have a break even. What is it? I think it's negative uh, five at the moment. So he's going to go up in value with that fifty five in his average, and and hopefully he's got one more big score in him. Uh, the only worrying thing for for me is the bulldogs' upcoming draw is very very unfriendly. So they've got the raiders away, then they've got cowboys away, roosters at home, panthers away. Broncos away. So he could be out of that side very soon because that is a extremely hard month of football ahead of the Bulldogs. Yeah, definitely. All right, mate, there's there's a few other guys here who have got low break-evens. I'll just run through a couple of names. Uh, we've touched on Jennings, Sammy, Kakao, Maloney, Rocco, Fisher-Harris. These guys are all negative break-evens. Lodge, he's still at negative 11, so he'll still keep making us money. Dufty's had a couple of good weeks um, after a slow start. He's at a break-even of negative 10. Now, Lafay, all these guys from the Dragons are going very well. Nene McDonald. Mate, there's one name here who I'll throw at you. Plays hooker for the Warriors. Uh, Hasn't actually been playing hooker. Has more been playing as a back rower. Uh, Jazz Tavaga. Averaging 55 minutes, 49 points. Break-even is negative 15. 
would it be the craziest thing in the world to trade Smithy out and bring Tavaga in? Yeah. Really? Well, what you're going to be? How long are you going to be starting Tavaga for? You're going to be play, you're going to be starting a guy that's um, you know averaging 55 minutes per game this year. Um, no, he scored 57 points in the first week, only 40 40 minutes, 40 points last week. Yeah. Uh, where are you going to get your points from, and how how long are you going to hold him for? What like, what is your overall strategy? With that, uh, would be just, my question. Just or balls to the wall. Just throw him in there, see if he can make you a bit of cash. He's averaging forty nine. Smithy's averaging fifty two. Yeah, but it's Smith. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I just, I think it's yeah. I think Tavaga's been the probably. I don't watch every game every week. Um, but I do watch the Warriors every week, and Tavaga's yep. been looking very good. So I would, I don't know, it's just a bit of a left field one. Uh, yeah, it, it's not the, the great. I mean, let's look at it from this perspective, okay? So if he uh, if he averages, um, let's just say, what, what do you think's reasonable? Something like forty five points from yep. here out. Yeah. Yep. So if he averages forty five points from here out, he will profit, have an overall projected profit of around about one hundred and fifty k. Okay. So you're going to get the cash, but then you're also going to be running with a hooker. Because who do you have? do you have Cook? Yes. Okay, so you'd be running with Cook as number one hooker, who also his performances have fallen right away in the last couple of weeks too. So are you okay? yes, you're going to be earning a fair bit of coin uh, out of that 150k over a period of maybe six weeks or something. Um, but then you're going to be have to be running with Cook who. Um, as I said, has taken a dip in his super coach output, and then you got uh, and then you got like to Smith, and so who's Smith got coming up? He's got um, West Tigers this week, does he? Or are they, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think oh, they're they... playing West again this week. Yep. West again, and they got Newcastle at home, Broncos away, New Zealand at home, St George away, Gold Coast at home. So that's a that's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, mm. and, and the real kicker for me, mate, uh, excuse the pun. Would be if we knew that if he was kicking goals or not. <laughs> if we knew that he was kicking goals or not, then that would make the decision maybe more of a valid one. Um, so yeah, I think those are the kind of decisions that you're going to need to that could make or break your season. Yeah, you know, I think it's just yeah. I know I said at the start I wouldn't be trading Smithy, but I th- yeah, I do like Tavaga and that sort of three fifty k that you get from doing that trade, you could put that into to a, getting nickels into someone half decent. You could put that into Cartwright. You know, if you combine that with Cartwright, you've got 600K. Um, so then you've actually really got enough cash to buy someone decent in the halves. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... But, a, just but who, a, who would you buy? Because in the halves, isn't, they've all kind of just really dried up of late. Yeah, they're not really... I mean, first couple of weeks, everyone was saying, um, oh, it's the year of the halves, the halves are awesome. And now they're pretty rubbish, aren't they, to be honest? Yeah, there's only one good half in the competition at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have enough to get to SJ, I don't think, unless you had a bit of spare cash floating around. And I wouldn't be touching SJ at the moment anyway, mate. If you look at their upcoming, the Warriors' upcoming draw, so people are talking the Warriors up as a... Top four chance at the moment, but if you had a look at who they're they're playing coming up in the next month or so, no. Okay, so they got North Queensland at home this week. Then they got the Broncos at home. Then they got St George. Then they got Melbourne away. Then they've got the Tigers. Then they got uh, the Roosters. So that's what well, that's uh, five weeks of mm. playing arguably you no know, top eight sides. 
Yep, yep, that is tough, and, yeah. That's And that's comparing to playing South, Gold Coast, Canberra, and then they smashed the Roosters last week. So it's going to be a really interesting period for your beloved Warriors over the, the upcoming week. And, you know, Percy, I don't think it's the, the right time to be trading Smith in. Uh, sorry, um, Johnson in. But, yeah, you, your Smith to Devaga trade is, is definitely interesting, and, and you'd be it would be a, very much a pot option. Um and that actually has got me thinking. I mean, what would you rather do? Would you be trading out Smith or Thurston? I'd probably rather trade out Thurston. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the cash is much much different, right? Oh, it's only forty k. Smithy's only forty k more than Thurston. No, I mean the cash generated by the Smith trade versus the Thurston trade is a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that, that has to, to, to weigh into it. And I think as long as you've got Cook, you can probably guarantee there's going to get you 50 points a week, then, you know, maybe it's not the worst option in the world. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll put some thought into it. I've got a couple of hours at the airport, a couple of airports tomorrow. So I'll, I'll let you know. I'll tweet it out before tomorrow night's games what I end up doing. I reckon you need to do it, mate, because... Got to do something, right? You've got to do something, and your season is depending on... I mean, you change... You change the team name of your side every single season. <laughs> the club is in chaos. It's about to trade out their their club stalwart champion uh, immortal uh, to a bench hooker <laughs> for the Warriors. What is going on? I don't know, mate. Did you like? Do you like my new team name? No, I, I keep having to search for it to to see how badly you're going. It's just not I can't just see it as easily as being mixed boys. So now I've set up the rivalry between us it's a lot easier. Okay. Oh that's good. That's good. Um all right, we better start wrapping it up, mate. Just a couple of uh, there's I just wanted to mention a couple of guys who have lost a heap of cash this year for people to put in their watch list. Um there's a bunch of names here who are pretty irrelevant. Gallon, obviously he's down ninety K. Milford and Rapana are down eighty five. Munster's down ninety the one person who's very interesting to talk about if he can turn it around is Mitchell Moses, who I've had and sold. Uh, 122k he's lost so far this year. His price is down to 330, so he's priced at about a 35 average. BE this week is 60. So if he has another bad game this week, you know he could be. He, let's let's call him 320k. Would there be any interest from you, or would you need to see a couple of weeks of decent performances first? Yeah, no, plenty of interest for me, and he's part of my strategy going forward, actually, and and that's why I'm happy to uh, probably trade out first in this week because if I can almost side trade uh, Marshall King to uh, Moses next week or the week after, and then uh, Moses does cover that round 13 buy. It's only a matter of time, I think, before something happens and they click. Yeah. Um, you know, they've played, I think they've had one, two, three, three games out of five away. Um, they've got a tough game against Canberra um, coming up. Um, oh, sorry, they've got, they've, they've had three games from four away and they've got Penrith this week and then Canberra, Manly, and then they've got the Tigers again. So, yeah, I don't know. There looks to be heaps of, heaps of things going wrong off the field at the Eels and lots of reports. And I don't know if you saw the the stuff today that was on Fox Sports with Moses yelling at the players to get off the ground yeah. and, and yeah. Uh, bludging on the blind side, they called it as well. But, yeah, there looks to be you, – you couldn't really trust their output. But if he falls below 300K, then 
I don't know, it might just be worth the gamble to take because if you can move Croker or Marshall onto him for pretty much nothing, then, you know, I, I don't think you can... It's going to be very hard to say no. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, so your, so your trades this week, you're looking to bring Maloney in for JT. And what was the other one? Uh, probably Merrin to Arrow, and that will free up around about 250k for me So in my bank so that next week I can... Properly upgrade either um, Cartwright to a legitimate gun, um, or I can, uh, you know, I'll, actually my first priority will probably be to upgrade one of Croker and Marshall King because they'll be one of those will have to be starting because um, Maloney is available only at five eight. So um, they're probably my options at the moment. What about yourself? Uh, I will either do no trades or I'll I'll do the Tavaga trade for Smith and then use that cash. Probably to upgrade Nichols, I think, to to um, yeah, to a Tohu Harris or someone like that. If I if that gives me enough cash, I got to do the maths first. Yeah, I think that's a smart move, and then you can look at bringing Smith in in a couple of weeks if he um, if his form deserves it. Yeah, yep. All right, mate. We will leave it there. Thank you very much for jumping on. Thanks very much to everyone for downloading and listening. And good luck this week, and we'll catch you all next week. See you later.